Welcome to Shit Gets Real. This is season two, episode four. I'm Tony Hedstrom. And I am Selena Stam. Today we're talking about lenders and mortgage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like, um, what's one thing you can't have without the other? What's one thing, is this a riddle? I suck at riddles. Okay, what's one thing you can't have? Well, you cannot buy a house if you do not get a home loan. That's right. And where do you get your home loan? From a lender. From a lender. Now there's some exceptions. I mean, there are people who have cash Mm -hmm. that they don't need a lender and they can just buy a house. But even people with cash will sometimes choose to utilize lending instead of putting all of their cash in one basket, right? So if they're flipping a house or something like that, you know, they may choose not to put all of their money into that house and just have the down payment so that they have more liquidable cash to do any uh, upgrades and stuff like that. So a common question that we get a lot of times is, you know, how do I choose my lender? Do you choose a local bank? Do you choose a national bank? Mm -hmm. Do you go with a mortgage broker? Somebody who only works in in home loans, that type of field, you know, that type of thing. Um, For us, I know we're all all about the fees that are associated with those loans. Right. Um, We tend to find that large banks... I won't name them, but Mm -hmm. banks that we do our normal everyday checking accounts with, they tend to have higher fees than a smaller mortgage broker would. And I think that the, um, um, what's that called? The important thing? That credit score thing? The credit score? (laughs) Yes, that's true. Once upon a time, this was liquor, and I thought better. It's just water, so bear with me. I think the credit score criteria and the criteria for loans is a little bit tougher Mm -hmm. on the uh, large franchise banks. And their program offerings are somewhat limited compared to others. Because see, with a mortgage broker, what happens is, is you go to that broker and they actually have a pool of many different lenders, right? So based on your situation, your loan type, your credit score and all these other factors, they're able to shop across all of the lenders they do business with and find the one that is the better fit. So with a bank, you have their um, criteria, their offering, period. And with a mortgage broker, you may have you know seven to 10 different banks and lenders to choose from. Yeah, like the mortgage broker can tend to be a little bit more creative mm-hmm. where versus, where the larger banks, they have their policies in place and yep. they cannot, you know, um, what word am I sway from their policy? So right. it's just kind of like steps one, two, three, one through ten, and that's what it is. Whereas another a, a mortgage broker, um, they they could be a little bit more creative. They can, and there's one other uh, type of lending source that people sometimes use, and that's their credit union. Mm-hmm. Um, those tend to have really really good rates. I've seen credit unions offer probably the most competitive rates but they do take longer to close. So if you're in a market where you can't get away with a long closing date, you might struggle using that credit union as your lender. Yeah, they do. It's funny because even if you, history for me I've seen is even if they're saying a 30 day close, we expect a 45, Yeah, you know? Yeah, Um, definitely. It's just kind of like an over-promise under-deliver, but that 15 days is worth it if your rate is much lower than the competitors. True. So, and if, if uh, if the situation allows for the extra 15 days, of course. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother and, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you don't want to just be a file on somebody's desk or a loan number. You know, you want a little bit of personalization. And if you get with a company that 
that's just way too large, you, you tend to end up just being a loan number. And it's hard to kind of track your personal lending experience. So we like mortgage brokers a lot who have um, in-house underwriters. So it's kind of all together. And if we call someone, they know who you are, not just by your loan number. Yeah, and a lot of times you'll see you speak with somebody on the phone and you're like, oh, hey, Tom, this blah, blah, blah. And then you never talk to Tom again. Mm -hmm. And then Tom's processor and then the processor's assistant and then yeah. and on down the line. And eventually you're just kind of like, you're telling your story over three or four times. Yeah. you know, And it gets a little frustrating, which makes the process a little bit worse and not as enjoyable as it really should be. Um, so I always recommend to clients when you're wanting to choose a lender, mm -hmm. call three. Yeah, yeah. Maybe four, however many you want. Have a conversation with them. Set the expectation. And if you're not getting the good vibe from them, don't use them. And people often think, well, every time I talk to a lender, they're going to hit my credit and that's going to bring my score down. But the thing is, is that the credit score allows for you to shop around for a mortgage. What will hurt your credit score is if you're shopping for a mortgage and you're also applying for a credit card while you're trying to buy a car. Mm -hmm. that, that, that kind of credit hits is going to really bring down your score. But if you're calling three or four mortgage lenders within a short period of time, 30 to 45 days, that's not going to impact your score. Yeah, and if you don't want to necessarily have them pull your credit at that time, maybe just check personalities match, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes it's just that can make or break the whole transaction at times. Um, so you just got to get a good feel for that person because you're going to be working with them for at least 45 days yeah. and it's going to get stressful and they're going to continue to ask you for things that you just need to give to them so you can close on your home. And that's right. But think about this. So different loan programs, mm -hmm. different fees, aren't those things that you need to know have worked through and chosen yeah. before you look at a house, right? So that's one of the reasons why you need to be uh, involved with a lender, establish a relationship with them, get pre-approved, or better yet, pre-underwritten, mm -hmm. and know exactly what kind of expenses you have on the loan, where your interest rates kind of are, because that's going to help you choose the house as you're um, looking at those numbers. Yeah, so detail. when you get out with your agent, you're fully prepared to write an offer. It's not, oh, well, let me talk to the lender. And pre-underwritten, like Tony just discussed or said, was is probably top-notch to me. Yes. Like if you have a client that is pre-underwritten, you're fully, you're 100% confident in yeah writing an offer for that client. Yeah, and inside the Florida contracts, there is, I think probably everywhere, mm. there is a, a loan commitment period. And the, if you can shorten that time frame up, it's gonna make your contract as a buyer more attractive mm -hmm. to the seller. Instead of needing 30 days to get loan commitment, you can probably get that down to 10 or 15 days if you've been pre-underwritten. Yep, yep. So, should you, so you should meet with your lender first. Yes. Um, if you do not have a lender, but you know a real estate agent, most of the time your real estate agent can connect you with a really good local lender. Yes. There's they, there's a relationships that we create throughout our career to make sure that we can give a great referring partnership or have a mm -hmm. referring, part, referring partnership with a lender so that we know our clients are in really good hands and will be taken care of during the process. That's true. So if you don't know where to start, Call us <laughs> if you're in the Tampa area. <laughs> and, you know, one thing to know about us, and I'm sure other uh, real estate professionals as well, you know, those lender relationships aren't just there forever. We've had plenty of right. relationships that we... Uh, fizzle out. We, well, we just <laughs> severed. 
you well, know, I because it was a better word. But. <laughs> it's ever like yeah. Because, you know, if they don't continue to give the kind of service we expect, be responsive like we respect, uh, expect, mm-hmm. and, you know, just all these different criteria that we have to make what we consider a good lender, we no longer um, suggest them to our clients. So when we do suggest a lender, it's because we've seen them operate. Mm-hmm. We've seen them pull deals together, um, salvage deals that other lenders messed mm-hmm. up, you know, so we feel that confident and um you know, recommending them to you. Yeah. And you know, this is so, so, so little, but I would recommend, you know, for me, communication is key when it comes to lending, right? Like I would want my lender to communicate with me the entire process. So if you're feeling that that's not happening, then that might not be your lender, Uh right? You can ask pre, you know, think of some questions to ask your lender prior to getting on the phone. And if communication is one, how do you communicate? How often do you communicate? Set the expectation up before you even start the process. That's right. And everyone's on the same page. And if it, if they, during the process, you can remind the lender, well, but you said you'd call me this amount, not you, not your assistant, you. Yes. You know, I think it's all about setting the expectations up front and um, that way everyone's happy. Yeah. Uh, everyone's on the same page. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Staying on the topic of lenders Monday. and mortgage, um, you know, when you get a mortgage, what does that mean? What does it mean to get a mortgage? <laughs> hmm. So... For me, meaning getting a mortgage means the bank is lending me six hundred thousand uh-huh. dollars. I wish to buy this house. Yeah, that I have to pay back with interest. Yes, over a course of a period of thirty years. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in layman's terms. Yes, right. And the mortgage is actually a binding document it's an agreement so when you go to closing you're signing different things you're signing the mortgage you're signing the note you're signing the deed and you know that equates to your promise to pay it describes how you can be kicked out of your house via foreclosure the no pay no stay rule Um, so this mortgage actually becomes a recordable document right it becomes public record Mm -hmm. and people can see that yeah but they can't see your interest rate and those kind of things. No, not all that stuff. That but would be good, though. They I typically like see can that. see what kind of loan you had, when you closed, mm-hmm. you know, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for more information and to actually speak with a lender that we know and love, yeah. you need to come to our buyer workshop. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. We have an exciting buyer workshop coming up, this don't we? Is, yeah, this is one of the first topics we speak about in in depth, length and depth with a lender that's actually doing the speaking for us and going over certain things yeah. during the process. Yeah. So you can ask any questions you have at our buyer workshop. <laughs> and then we're always available up. online. Yeah. You can email us, text yeah. us, reach out on social media. If mm-hmm. you have particular questions, we can always address them here in this podcast. Yep. So. And I think that really concludes today's podcast. And um, please don't forget to follow us on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Mm